Well, as promised, I want to do a, a show about my travels. My travels I've taken over the years. Over the, <laughs> oh, so many years driving truck. Yeah, over three million miles worth of road travel in North America between Canada and the U.S. from Tiuktuk in the Northwest Territories of Canada down across the Dalton Highway in Alaska from Newfoundland all the way out to B.C. California to Florida back and forth up and down all around. It's some of the odd things I've seen on the way and uh, when I mean odd things I mean at the time couldn't really explain it. Boys we had some fun on the road. But it's just odd things to see. So tonight, uh, I've been across Route 50, or Highway 50 as some people call it. Runs from basically Sacramento, California to Maryland, but I've only run it up so far. And then I had to jump back up into Illinois and Michigan and cross back into the Canadian side. Because being a Canadian truck driver, I can bring a load down, deliver it, pick a load up and come back. But you can't deliver a load within the U.S., continental U.S., or, or same as American drivers can't pick up and deliver loads within the con within the confines of the Canadian borders. And, and it has to do with protecting working rights and all that good stuff, but that's neither here nor there for our purposes right now. Um, I remember, now I hauled uh, step deck equipment trailers and floats, and, but... Uh, on this one trip, I, I was hauling a, a three-axle, or tried them, um, step deck. And I uh, picked up a load of equipment in Sacramento, bound for Canada. And uh, I was permitted for some reason across the U.S. Route 50, which is weird as hell. I wasn't that far over-dimensional or over-width. I mean, I had a wide load on, but it was only six inches wider than the trailer. But for some reason, that's the way I got I got rooted out of uh, California, which is weird, but it's California. And they do as they see fit. I mean, the state government there says, you're going this way, and you go that way. As does every other state. Um, provinces in Canada are the same way. They, they set their rules. But... Anyways, I was going out through, uh, I left Sacramento, and uh, it was a good, beautiful day, sunny, I got loaded first thing in the morning, so I was out before lunch, and headed for South Lake Tahoe, and just grabbing gears, having a good day, people waving, you know, just one of those days that they really did enjoy driving it, and the interstates are great, blasting down the highway, and you know, doing all that stuff, but the back roads, the, the kind of lost, forgotten highways or, or, or routes are, are the best way to go as far as I'm concerned. It uh, takes you back to when, you know, driving a truck was more, was more welcomed, less frowned upon. People today don't realize that trucks and and the people that drive them men and women that drive them that uh, the, the like you know how hard it is how hard it is on a family life or the body or anything like that it, it's a it's a terrible lifestyle for health reasons and and, and uh, 
it's a terrible lifestyle for, for families unless, like, you know, it, it is getting better. Um, the federal and state governments in the U.S. and the federal and provincial governments in Canada are, are fighting to make it better, make it uh, that drivers aren't exhausted and, and there's not this, you know, this, this, they're, they're trying to break that stigma of the, of the driver falling asleep and wiping out everybody. That's, electronic logs are really going to bring an end to that, but as I was saying, Route 50, I got up around South Lake Tahoe, <coughs> sun had set, but I figured, well, you know what, if I can make it to Carson City tonight, I'll sleep in Carson City, which I did, I made it in the Carson City fairly easily, and bedded down, and kind of went in and had a bit of supper, and talked to a couple of the old truck drivers, the old school boys, and Oh, they were asking how far across I was going to go, and I said, well, if I can make it to Eli, you know, I'll get out past Eureka and Ruth and out to Eli, and I'll, uh, I'll readjust everything there. And they, they, were, they got talking about, well, between Stagecoach and Fulton Station, you got to watch for the, for the lady that crosses the road, and she tends to cross the road late at night, and she, uh, she doesn't pay attention to the trucks, and I what do you mean she doesn't pay attention to the trucks? I mean, I got, I got 40, 47, 48,000 pounds of, of uh, equipment chasing me down the road. And when I get into the brakes, it's no longer chasing me. It's shoving me down the road. I, I can't stop. Like if this, this lady's out crossing the road, holy God almighty, she's going to end up getting killed. And one old truck driver looked at me and he said, she was in 55. And I said, what do you mean she was in 55? Man, he said... That's what happened. She crossed the road, and there was a traveling salesman. Me uh, driving a great big old Ford. He couldn't get her stopped, and he struck her, run her over, and killed her. 1955. Well, I thought to myself, well, okay, old boys. Well, I know I'm a young fella, and I'm <laughs> I'm driving a big fancy Kenworth, and yeah. So there's my chain getting yanked. They're just giving me a hard time. So I, I kind of laughed it off and never paid no attention to it. And all this other stuff. So I, you know, I slept and woke up in the morning and had my bacon and eggs. And, you know, I should have went for a run or anything but having bacon and eggs and biscuits and gravy and all that. Oh, God almighty. Anyways, I jumped behind the wheel. Twisted the old girl up. She was an 18 double over. You can pull her transmission. I got her up in the big hole and away we went. He's bounding down. Well, I did. I I left Carson City and made it up around Stagecoach, no problem. Got up around Fulton Station and said, well, I could use a coffee. So I, I stopped and had a coffee. And, you know, and then as it goes, it was Salt Wells and then Austin and Yankee Blade. Now, now at Austin, 50 splits at Austin. Now, if you head kind of northwest, northeast on it, you'll get the Yankee Blade or you can stay on Austin. Stay on the 50, and the next place you're going to get is Eureka. So, I never thought no more about them old boys, and, you know, kind of went and poodled along, and yeah, I got to Eureka, and, yeah, sun had set, it was dark as hell and raining, and miserable, just a freaking miserable night. I had to get out and check my chains and check straps and make sure everything was staying tight, and, it's weather like that that if you're hauling equipment or you're hauling anything with a deck on it, you, you tend to hate because things get wet and they stretch a little bit and things loosen up and, you know, your straps. And 
Anyways, I got out, tightened them all up, and did whatever I had to do. Started down into this kind of long stretch of road. I was coming off the plateaus and down into the down into the deserts and that. And, and uh, I remember them old boys talking about this this woman that got run over in 1955 and shaking my head. And, I had the radio on, well, stereo, and, and listening, and I liked the classic rock, the, the stuff from the 70s, and late 60s, 70s. Anyways, I remember looking up. I was just kind of looked down, took a quick glance at my gauges, make sure I wasn't losing air, oil pressure wasn't dropping, stuff like that. I looked up, and I seen a car coming, and it was coming down a side road, hell-bent for leather for 50. And, and like most truck drivers, I watched them. Well, you're waiting for the brake lights to appear. You're like, and then I didn't see the brake lights and I'm like, oh, you stupid bastard. And that's exactly what I said, you stupid bastard, you better stop. And I took my foot out of the throttle and the, the jakes kicked in and that, that big cat woke up and started moaning because it didn't want to shut down. And, and then I realized he's not gonna stop. And I hit the brakes. And I started crossing, thank God there was nobody coming, but I swapped lanes trying to give this guy all the room I could give him. I mean, I'm not going to flop a truck over on her side for anybody, but yeah, he didn't stop. And I, for a long time, didn't know how the hell I missed him or how we missed each other. But anyways, I got her stopped. I got out of the truck and I'm telling tell you, I was upset. I can't repeat the words that come out of me that night in the rain and the pitch black in Nevada. But I, oh, it was, it was probably the worst set of language I threw out of a human being in ever. And when I went around the back of that truck, that young fellow was white as a ghost and he said, did you see her? And I said, did you, did I see who? Who the hell are you talking about? And he said, the woman. And I said, what woman? He said, well, she's walking down the road. I said, what do you mean she's walking down the road? And he said, you didn't see her. And I said, no, and he just got in his car and drove off. I'm like, must be on dope. No. Anyways, I got in the truck, never just cursing and swearing. I checked all my chains, made sure the load didn't switch, checked my tires, you know, checked, make sure I wasn't leaking air to brake pots, just... There's a myriad of things that can go wrong with a truck after a driver is forced to slam his foot into the brake to try to avoid some nitwit. Well, everything was alright, so down the road I went. The next truck stop, I, I stopped and I went in there and sitting down and I got talking to the waitress and I told her, I said, geez, I just missed killing this kid up the road. She goes, what do you mean you missed killing this kid up the road? I said, the young fella in the car blew the stop sign, come right out on the road. I, I damn near ate him up. And she goes, you're kidding. I said, no, I'm not kidding. But I said he was babbling on about some woman walking up the road. She goes, oh, there's a native lady that walks up and down the road, but she's, she's been dead for years. I said, not again, I said, honest to God. She goes, what? I said, well, these two old boys back there in Harrison City were telling me about this, this lady got struck in 55. And she said, oh, she said, this road's got more spirits and ghosts and... and, and walkers on it than you can, you know, than anybody knows. <laughs> Good Lord, really? I don't need this stuff. So, anyways, I jumped in the truck and figured, you know what, 
I'm just going to sleep here and I'm only going to drive in daylight on Route 50. Uh, you know, I can see the sights then, right? So that's what I did. I, I slept the night, got in, got in there and come back and got talking about it. And I was talking to an old fella and, and it was kind of funny because I was talking to him in Illinois and I was telling him about this stuff. And he goes, oh yeah, he said, gee, 20 years ago, he said, I heard about all this. I said, what are you talking about 20 years ago? You heard about all this? He goes, are you kidding? He said, that road, he said, there's been people killed and, and wandering around that road after they've died since the wagon trains went out there. I said, oh, good Lord. I've never been one to believe in all this stuff. Like, I believe in, in the afterlife and all that, but <clears throat> that young fellow, after that old boy told me that, I, I kind of thought, stopped myself, and I said, you know, that, that young fellow probably wasn't on drugs. He, he was scared. Something scared him. He come tear-assing out of the desert in Nevada without a second thought. All he wanted to do was get on pavement. And I don't think it really meant any difference to him whether he was heading east or west as long as he was heading somewhere else than where he was. Now, I've seen scared people. I mean, I've, I've seen, after three million miles, I've seen some horrible accidents. And I've seen scared people. People that are scared they're dying. Well, that young fellow was afraid there was something coming after him. He was honest to God afraid something was going to happen to him. Now, I didn't see anything. I heard a couple stories. But I did not see anything on that drive across Route 50. Well, there's been some other drives that I have seen things. Things I can't explain. Things when I told people, they kind of looked at me as if I was completely crazy. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not crazy. After all, I, I write novels for a living now. So, I could be a whole lot of crazy. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not. But I have seen things that I can't explain to them. I've told people about them and they have no unearthly idea what I'm talking about. And they can't tell me. So, well, for the next, let's say, four or five podcasts, we're going to talk about that. Maybe you guys have seen something. Maybe you've heard tele-stories. But anyways, for the next little while, I'll talk about the crazy stuff I've seen on my three million mile journey around North America. And... The highways and byways, the back roads, the dirt lanes, the abandoned buildings, the burned out situations, you know, and uh, see maybe we get somewhere fairly quick. Anyways, be kind to each other and be safe. We'll talk to you later. Bye.